Hello, everyone. I'm Jay, and this is Highbrow Theater, a podcast where we analyze theater so you don't have to. For today's show, in honor of 420, we will be discussing a different number. We will be discussing 12 Angry Jurors, but with a twist, 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 twist. And to help me, I asked one of my best friends in the entire world to join. She's an actor, underground comedian, vet tech in training to the stars, and a mezzo-alto powerhouse. Please welcome Abby Voda. Hi, Abby. Oh my gosh. Hey, Jay Grum. How are you? <laughs> Fine. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing so good. I'm having a good day. That's good. What uh, What are you sipping on? Oh, I'm trying to think of a name for it. So a neighbor brought over some Riesling. Um, which is one of my favorite baby wines because it's really sweet, and I mix Sunny D with it, so it's like a, it's like a idiot's mimosa, like <laughs> a child's mimosa. That's what I'm. Oh, yeah. That's I what love I'm doing. that. <laughs> Are you um, enjoying the holiday? Oh yeah, we out here. Hell yeah. Um, I didn't. I actually was trying to take like a, like a. I have a vape pen because it's like. Oh it's subtle and I was trying to like take a picture and send it to someone and be like hey look but then I kept messing up so I had to inhale a lot and I was oh, like God. oh wait a minute <laughs> you said we're gonna make a whole day of it I guess oh man so for the interest of people who don't know us mm-hmm. would you like to tell the story of how we met Oh my God. Cute. Okay. Yeah. So I'll set the scene. The year is 2015 <laughs> and we are youths and we have just gotten to college and we're art scholars. So I knew of you through like the Facebook group cause you were always posting and I was like, that boy be posting, <laughs> but I like hadn't met you before. And I think we are at Scott commons. I was there with my roommate and I saw you like pacing or like you looked visibly stressed and I was. I think I knew maybe that the theater department was having their audition, so I was like, I don't even. What did I say? Do you remember? You have a better memory. No, I just remember where you were. I don't remember what you said. <laughs> the high table. Yeah, I it was the high table. <laughs> just like it was yesterday. I think I just told you, "Good luck. You're going to be fine," or something. I don't know. Okay, you just started chit-chatting. That's all I needed. Also, yeah. I don't. <laughs> I promise no resentment, but I think it's hilarious that you thought you weren't going to like me. <laughs> I, we were posting so much and I was such a I like, know. Virgo rising about it. And I was like, oh, this is, there's a lot going on here. I and, know. Um, oh, but look where we are now. It's six years we later. We're best yeah. buds. How have you been biding your time during the Pandora radio? Because oh. you have been quite the academic quite the quite the academic during pandora yeah unfortunately my job has not ceased so pretty much things are going like normal those pets still be getting sick you know so i've been at work been doing school trying to get that tech license here in a couple years and um yeah i haven't gotten covid so i can't say the same for some of our good friends but yeah i followed the rules and I have been <laughs> safe and very lucky and I'm almost fully vaccinated. So getting excited. Yay. I'm going to be one of you soon. Speaking of uh, medical things mm-hmm. like the panini that we are in, you recently had surgery. <laughs> I did. I had a, I had what is called a mastopexy, which is sometimes just like a breast lift. Sometimes girls just got to get a breast lift, but 
Um, for me, actually, it's in preparation for a prophylactic mastectomy, which is a bit of a mouthful, but everything is going good. I am healthy. I actually kind of overdid it. So I'm probably going to get yelled at by my surgeon because I um, broke some rules because I'm a bad girl, but we'll find out <laughs> Thursday when Dr. Matt <laughs> gives me the 411. But yeah, Thank no, I, I've never had surgery before. That shit was kind of exciting. Like I I am a Gemini and I do love attention. So <laughs> it's been a really fun week. What was, do you remember the right after, like when you woke up from the anesthesia? No. So actually I was reading my report today and the anesthesiologist was like, yeah, she said there's no pain. She's super like awake and all this. I'm like, I never said there was no pain. That's not real <laughs> Raphael. That's my guy's name. Um, the, the first thing I remember was like being in recovery and they asked me and I was like, it's like a six. I was like, there were tears in my voice. And they were like, okay, we're going to get you some drugs, girlfriend. <laughs> but honestly, like the pain after like day one or day two was really fine and luckily didn't need those opioids for that long my girl Tylenol has been helping a homie out (laughs) that's good we are discussing 12 angry jurors Mm -hmm. but before we begin let us do a short summary of what happens in the show because you were you were in it you were like a star I did, we did do 12AJ in high school. It was my glass menagerie, if you will. And <laughs> can we How say that? You. Am I allowed to say that? Keeping it in. <laughs> okay, I love it, love it. Um, so, yeah, that was our senior show. Um, actually, this shows how me and one of my best buds, Casey, became best friends because she played the villain, juror number three, who sucks. And I played the cool, popular girl, juror number eight. Um, who rules so obviously like the title 12 angry jurors it was originally 12 angry men because they were all dudes but they are serving on a jury for a murder trial and it is this kid and I think some versions he's 18 some versions he's 16 Um, if you watch the like Henry Fonda movie he looks super young and cute and very sad but anyway he was accused of uh, stabbing his father to death so it's a homicide trial and then these 12 guys got to decide whether they think he's guilty or not and most of them right away assume he's guilty just because that's kind of the easy thing to do but over the course of the play um, this one juror juror number eight kind of um, leads them to see some reasonable doubt in the situation yeah great that was mm-hmm. really good nice yeah and it is a it is a legal kind of drama so it it is pretty dry at times but (laughs) (laughs) you can find joy in it I swear to god so (laughs) you said you were juror eight yes yeah what about that part spoke to you yeah I think I not in the problematic smart ass white boy kind of way but I I do enjoy playing like devil's advocate sometimes and I think like that's juror eight's whole thing is he never says like this kid is innocent obviously and here is why xyz he just says there's possible like doubt like you cannot know for sure and pokes holes in all these arguments so like you know I believe it's because he's a good guy and wants to give this boy a chance but really the the whole thing he's very pragmatic he's not like juror number three and the racist juror, juror number 10, they're just so passionate and angry at this child. And I don't know, juror number eight is just like calm, cool, and collected, like sticks to his guns, but because there's like an argument to be had, not just out of like rage 
you know, I don't know. I he's just yeah. a good he's a good guy. He's smart and he can defend his argument. So I think I just liked playing it because you can kind of do what you want with it. He's like the good guy, but you know, there's nothing about him that's like, wow, he's so damn heroic. Like that Henry Fonda, <laughs> wow. <laughs> and I do see that in you, you know, Aww. like today. Aw, took a little piece of him with me, put him in my pocket. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey yo, okay. Which juror was your favorite that wasn't you? Favorite juror. Just for the sake of chaos, uh, juror number 12, he's just like <laughs> an executive marketing guy or something. He's he's very business major, Fisher boy. And he just is like the attention span of a fly. And he just like <laughs> wants to talk to everybody. So, yeah. So, in short, juror number 12 um, is just a fun guy, very underrated and not really important to the story at all. But just the stuff he says is fun. Mm-hmm. Now, I know you were contractually obligated. I don't know if there was an NDA involved. Mm-hmm. But you folks had a tradition where you would have a sleepover the night before, if I'm not oh, yeah. mistaken. Yeah, yeah. Something, <laughs> yeah. You had to, like, sign a contract saying that you weren't going to do that, but you oh, did it anyway. Yeah, we so did. It's okay. Miss Eldridge can't get me now. I'm free. <laughs> Where did where did Waffle House fall in on the timeline? I forget. Oh yeah, no Waffle House. That was like when we did our in school performances. We had to be there at like freaking five thirty or six in the morning. So we'd all go to Waffle House beforehand because you know it's the only place open in freaking suburbia. And uh, yeah, like halfway through the play, everyone would just want to die because that stuff is not meant to go in your body. Waffle House <laughs> food is bad for you. <laughs> but I don't know. Maybe it like brought us closer. It's like people getting the plague together, you know, you like you yeah. bond over waffles that hurt your insides. <laughs> waffles and breaking rules. Yeah. <laughs> Favorite. Like love, love, sex and rock and roll or drugs, sex and rock and roll. <laughs> love and other drugs. Oh, my God. <laughs> Let us move on into the meat and potatoes of this episode. Twelve angry jurors, but with a twist. <laughs> we are going to be discussing each of the jurors, but giving them what we think are their corresponding zodiac signs and days of Christmas. Obviously. I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited to see what you thought of, because days of Christmas, that's kind of, like, abstract. But you oh, are an artiste. This is 420. We're thinking outside <laughs> the box. Oh, you're not wrong. So the way this is going to work is we're going to go one by one and do both their day of Christmas and their zodiac sign. Mm-hmm. Cool. But before we start, I just want to know, I counted and the true love gave 23 birds to this person. It's too many birds. Did the person, yeah, like, maybe the person didn't even like birds. Do you think he asked? No. Oh no. Or maybe they made like a, like a wish list on like Amazon or something. Aw, like, your registry for birds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The first one, number one, or the four person, mm-hmm. they are the one who, you know, is kind of the leader, I guess, but keeping everyone in line. Yeah, he's like the straight man, kind of yeah. kind of plain dude. But, um, <laughs> so I said that they were a partridge in a pear tree, because 
they have to keep their pairs in line. You know, oh, yeah. they're the one among a group of pairs. Yeah. And they have to make sure they're uh, doing well. That's super true. And has to make sure those pairs vote. You know? <laughs> yeah. And understand it's crime. Constitutional <laughs> duty pairs. <laughs> I think that's a good pick also just because he's like the OG. He's like, he has yeah. the duties and like, yeah, a partridge I feel like would be responsible. I don't know, birds. When I looked at the four person, a couple zodiac signs came to mind and I'll, I'll preference it. What is a preface? I'll preface. Thank you, yeah. English major Abby Voda. I will preface <laughs> this by saying that I'm not a zodiac expert. What I know is from from my friends and from social media, and I mostly just am really into zodiac to bug my friends who hate it. So I'll keep <laughs> just keep that in mind, Vince. Okay. So juror <laughs> number one. First were Libra and Pisces, and I'll tell you why. Libra and Pisces in my head are the boring zodiac, and I know that might offend some people, but they are <laughs> they tend to be even keeled good people. But after some more um, digging, I guess I ended up choosing Capricorn. So some traits listed about Capricorn on the internet are that they follow rules and they're in control, which is like like you said, like got to keep those pairs in line. Like that's his only mm-hmm. job. He's very proud of it. And he's always like, okay, guys, we got to vote. Everybody raise their hands. He's very on the ball. He loves his job. Um, And also Capricorns, in my experience, can be a little bitchy in a good way, usually, like a, you know, stick it to the person kind of way. But um, juror number one, I don't know the quote, but kind of snaps at juror number two. So I use that as a reference. And um, so, yeah, going with Capricorn, final answer, locking it in. (laughs) But I do love Capricorns. There's not like... There's not a sign I really hate. Like, I have friends that are all of these signs, so. True. Yeah, not not being bitchy. Sorry, Libras and Pisces. I love you, too. <laughs> oh, man. So, for juror mm-hmm. number two, mm-hmm. very timid. Yes. I put two turtle doves. Aw. Because doves, I think, are spooked easily. <laughs> and this was the last one left. Okay. <laughs> And I when that, I was making this. That fits, I feel like, because turtles also, I know turtle doves and turtles are different, but turtles are so quiet and, like, slow and, I don't know. They can retreat back into their yeah, mobile home. Yeah, that's exactly it. <laughs> yeah, for the same reason of being kind of little spook easy babies, I said <laughs> juror number two was a cancer, because cancers are babies. And, you know... I'm saying that as the child of two cancers, like all they do is have emotions. And juror number two is just so afraid of everything. I feel like very, very small, good hearted boy. Juror number three yeah. is the, I would say the main villain. Yes. I said that he was six geese a laying because geese are rude. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, maybe one of his eggs. <gasps> left the nest or betrayed him or something yeah. you know what I mean mm-hmm. and like I think he said he employed 34 people and I mean mm-hmm. geese always travel in packs of 34 so that checks out I feel like I think yeah oh definitely H, so you would know I had hard hands health baby <laughs> and 34 yeah <laughs> um yeah, actually, I don't know if you did this on purpose about the betrayal thing, but juror number three's whole thing is that his he's so mad at his kid. I get like he has this big anecdote about how like his son was nine and ran away from a fight and he was so disgusted he was going to throw up. And so then he raised him right. And then the son came back and like tried to fight him or something. I, I don't know. It's very 
tragic masculine story but yeah he has some weird beef with his child and he just won't let it go and he kind of like projects it I think onto this like young guy from the slums and this murder trial and uh because of this because he's so fucking obstinate am I allowed to curse are we doing that is that fine oh yeah go ahead oh love it okay because he's so like obstinate and you know, won't let that go and uncompromising. I labeled him as a Taurus, um, the bad kind of Taurus, because we all know there's <laughs> a good and a bad kind of Taurus, and he's the bad one. He's also the last one to change his mind. So, you know, Tauruses, they be bullheaded. So, um, yeah, he's got, this guy's got beef. He's, he's you know, he, he's got layers, but most of the layers are made of beef. It's a Taurus moon. I concur. I will get into the good kind of Tauruses later so we can touch back on your Taurus moon. (laughs) It's the Taurus erasure for me. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Number four is a stockbroker and probably the most logical one, Mm -hmm. I guess. So I put him as five golden rings. Because stockbroker and money, you know, mm-hmm. and people are very serious about their gold. You know, there's like a whole team that watches its prices go up and down. That's super true. And now this has got me wondering if they made like a 2021 adaptation of this play, if they would bring Bitcoin into it, you know. Oh, God. I, <laughs> I feel like some douche, <laughs> some douche would make it happen. Okay. Um <laughs> But yeah, agree. Totally analytical dude. Um, and for that, he immediately stood out as the Virgo of the group. I have like no other even possibilities. He's focused on details. He never really brings up his personal shit. Like he admits he's a stockbroker, but that's like the only thing we really get to know about him. And um, he's also a cool dude. He's one of my favorites too, because he's one of the last to change, but it's more of like like an intellectual standpoint than like just a bitter bad person standpoint. Like he just believes the evidence. And then when someone proves the evidence isn't sound, he's like, Oh shoot. Like, yeah, totally agree. He's not guilty. So good dude. I love yeah. it. I love, <laughs> I love <laughs> a good Virgo. <laughs> so <laughs> yes, the end he's Virgo. <laughs> I agree with the Virgosity of it all Yeah. because I think it's important to kind of have that intellectual person who goes with the facts you know yeah it's it's very all different types of well was all different types of men but I think making it inclusive enhances Mm -hmm. it almost because it's kind of showing different opinions and different people because if you're just watching like Glenn Gary Glenn Ross if you're just watching men talk at each other for sure it gets a little eh, after a while yeah yeah for sure especially this is a play like at the end of the day, it's, like, about bias, and, you know, they don't necessarily bring race into it, but it is, like, a socioeconomic discussion, and a lot of people are, like, biased against, you know, these people growing up in the slums, and they throw around a lot of, like, these people, you know, don't understand, or these people do this, and these people do that, so, like, as time has gone on, and different interpretations have been done, and more people have been included, I think it's just, like, it just deepens the deepens the message and like the story. I do exactly. That was also a great segue into juror number five because 
he works at a hospital and he lived in the slums for a lot of his life, mm-hmm. which kind of helped him with the evidence part of it all. Yeah. And I said that he was nine ladies dancing Aww. because it, <laughs> it reminds me of West Side Story with the slums and like musical numbers and all that. And Holcomb is right next to the Upper West Side. That's true. Yeah. That's ex- slums and dancing go together like peanut butter and jelly, my dude. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, juror number five, like you said, he's from the slums. Um, he's kind of soft-spoken, so my choice for a zodiac sign might be a little bit of a shocker, but I put him as the Scorpio of the group. Um, Scorpios tend to be resourceful. Um, they're also just passionate people, and they can be really good listeners. So, you know, he's very resourceful. He grew up in, like, not the best area, and he's kind of worked his way up and, you know, I don't know. He's just such, he's a good dude. He's passionate. He cares about the case. Once he kind of gets over his fear of like going against the grain and I like him. I was also thinking about him for the good Taurus of the group. If I hadn't given, you know, bad Taurus away um, because he's just such a loyal, steadfast dude. He's just like a hearty boy. And um, yeah, I like your number five. He's, he's a good, he's a good dude. He just wants to do the right thing. And um Yes, a Scorpio, a good Scorpio, just like you, Jay Grum. I was gonna say, as a Scorpio son, keep keep talking. <laughs> <laughs> keep laying it on me, baby. Right. Oh man, I can't wait till we get to the Gemini, so we can. <laughs> oh my God, I'm just I'm chomping at the bit. Juror number six. Mm-hmm. Uh, the boring one. Yes. <laughs> He's a house painter. <laughs> of course and... he is. He wants to paint dry. <laughs> I put him as uh, 10 Lords a leaping because he, leaping up to paint the second floor. Of course. You know, and also leaping up to defend juror number nine. Aw, I think that's good. He literally yes. did leap up. If you watch the movie, he like gets out of his chair <laughs> and someone's like, hey, calm down. And he's like, you're right. I just get so mad. <laughs> that was like his big exciting moment yeah juror number six poor dude he's a boring guy he's principled i said and respectful and boring i wrote boring in the note so i wouldn't forget how boring he is um <laughs> i had him down for capricorn but in the end decided on pisces um pisces they are compassionate they are gentle like he stands up for juror number nine he's like a really old man so you know his heart's in the right place it takes him a little while to kind of listen to reason and like start to have his own opinion but um at the end of the day he's a good guy which I feel like a lot of Pisces are so yeah you have it nice little uh keep on swimming yeah little dory kind of person (laughs) juror number seven Mm -hmm. he I feel like he's the one who gets the letter in the mail it's like oh jury duty and he Mm -hmm. tries everything to get out of it but gets picked anyway so he doesn't really care He literally has baseball tickets. Like he's so dramatic. He's like, "Can I leave? I have to go to baseball." (laughs) I put juror number seven as twelve drummers drumming. It's a little anecdotal, but (laughs) as a former percussionist, (laughs) anyone who is really into it will like drum on anything and everything and any interruption gets them upset (laughs) Mm -hmm. plus they aren't really attached to anything because of the weed 
<laughs> Ooh, that's an excellent point. I can totally see juror number seven celebrating yeah. the holiday. Juror um, <laughs> number, you know, he could use some weed. He is so impatient. Yeah. He is having such a bad time, and I know he has to go to baseball, but the game isn't until like 8 p.m. And, you know, there's justice to be had first. So calm down in your dumb little salesman suit. Ugh. Okay. In my <laughs> notes, I put that he's an impatient salesman and that he's indifferent. He is also just very, like, charismatic and loud. Like, not as much as juror number 12, but he does want to, like, strike up conversation with people. And he's, like, turned off and people aren't really on his level or, like, want to chit-chat. Um, he's arrogant and self-centered. Um and with that, I thought the choice was pretty obvious that he was a Leo. He, I also, I did consider Gemini and Scorpio because those three, I think, are like the fun slash volatile signs. Um, but really, it is kind of all about him. He's got big lion energy, so I went with Leo. Also looked up Alex Rodriguez, A-Rod, from the Yankees, is a Leo. So, you know, I just, I thought that was a little fun hello because he wanted to go see the Yankees. And, um... So, yeah, and I feel like Leos like sports, you know? That's just a thing that they like, yeah. so that fits, too. Lions go hunting. Did you know the women are the one who hunt? Yeah, I freaking did know that, I think. Girl power. Yeah, yeah I'm switching it up. all about freaking Simba, which is fine. I guess. <sighs> I guess. <laughs> wasn't even the best Lion King. Scar's son is the hot one. Did you see Lion King 2? Are you familiar with Lion King 2? No. Oh, Jay. Oh my god. Okay, but remember, I <laughs> yeah, I, I just watched Lion King for the first time last year. Oh my god. <laughs> so we'll have Lion a lot King... of catching up to do. Ugh, Lion King too. Scar's son. I shouldn't say this as an adult. I should have grown out of this, but Scar's son is hot as hell, and I think a lot of girls. It's like Danny Phantom complex. Like you have your sexual awakening to this random, like animated character that you really shouldn't be looking at that way, especially an animated lion boy. But look <laughs> yeah. into it. I that's your homework. Please watch that movie. <laughs> okay, I will. Juror number eight. Back <laughs> to business. <laughs> yeah. That was a good transition. Um <laughs> juror, juror number eight is the dissenter who eventually, you know, gets everyone to the other side. And mm-hmm. I said juror number eight was four calling birds because they are calling out everyone to see their side and just chirping away. Sees what they're doing. Yeah, that's totally a good point. He is the protagonist. You know, he definitely does use his voice. Uh, at the same time, he is kind of like a quiet, you know, like a quiet leader. He like brings up his own point, but he's not like, you know, hooting and hollering like these other dudes in the room. Um, he is like a humanitarian and these things had me thinking about, for Zodiac sign, either a Sag, a Libra, or an Aquarius. Um, but in the end, I went with Aquarius because they're kind of like the revolutionaries of the Zodiac. And they aren't afraid to make waves. And that's Juror 8's whole shtick from, like, the first freaking 10 pages. He's, like, the only person to vote non-guilty. And, you know, that causes an entire two-hour hubbubaloo. So... Yeah, she's like <laughs> revolutionary dude. Uh, Juror number eight, protagonist Aquarius. Final answer. Okay. So number nine, juror number nine is the old man. Mm-hmm. And I said that juror number nine was seven swans of swimming because oh. swans have a sort of grace and elegance, like uh, 
an old man would have, like, you know, a cool one. <laughs> yeah, <I laughs> but think so. swans are also very territorial, so they mm. will get defensive if need be. Yeah, there's another scene where the old man, like, kind of gets up angrily, and juror number eight, like, grabs his arm, like, don't do it, sit back down. So <laughs> that's big swan energy. Um, unrelated, but I found out recently in one of my vet classes that swans have up to 25 cervical vertebrae, which are your neck vertebrae. That's nuts. Their necks be so long. That's great. We have so, so many fewer <laughs> vertebrae than them. That's nuts. I I implore you all to watch the movie. It's for 12 Angry Men. It's on sale. It's on Voodoo for cheaper than normal, I guess. But because solely because there's a scene where Jernan like looks at the camera and it zooms in so close. And he's like, what's the line? He's like, are you so sure? Or something like it's something dramatic. And it's this old man who's getting so into his acting. It's just really cute. Anyway, um, he's wise and observant old man. He's the second one to switch. Uh, to not guilty he is just a good person um, all about being fair uh, diplomatic also um, just lovely like he's just a lovely guy he's one mm-hmm. of the only ones who's just super lovable and I gave him Libra because Libras are also fair and diplomatic and they're ruled by Venus so freaking love planet dude you know all about that yeah. all about that heart so juror number nine gets Libra so, juror number 10, oh. very racista, if you will. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, Duolingo. <laughs> <laughs> I do be on that Espanol caca. Um, <laughs> I said juror number 10 was 11 pipers piping mm-hmm. because bagpipes attack my ears and they attack the defendant. <gasps> Ooh, snaps. That's poetic. And <laughs> yeah, he... F- fucking sucks juror number 10 almost worse than juror number three he's just the loudmouth racist every every crime drama has one not actually (laughs) but probably i don't know especially in the 50s um he is you know i okay first off i gave him aries and i know that seems easy because aries are full of rage and whatever but you know it just who else is gonna get aries he's he is impatient he loses his temper easily. He has a cold. Aries always have colds. He's aggressive. Um, also, like, the good traits of Aries, like them being passionate and confident, um, they're present in this guy, but it just sucks because he's freaking racist. And I Googled. I yeah. even Googled. I was like, what are the most racist signs? And, you know, Google is very diplomatic. And she was like, there's <laughs> no racist signs, Abby. And I was like, yeah, okay. Fair. <laughs> But I don't know, racist just like I don't, it's I misplaced just confidence. Yeah, yeah. Like in, in the wrong way. Yeah, like he got raised wrong, and you know he's another old dude. He's probably in his sixties, so somewhere along the way he just like was led astray, and he's just throwing around all these mean things. And you know you get to see him kind of get put in his place. There's like this very epic scene where he's going on a rant. And one by one, all the jurors get up and just walk away. So he's kind of left, like, almost crying, like, sitting by himself, realizing nobody cares what he says. So, yeah, pretty powerful. Um, but, yes, so the racist gets Aries. And <laughs> and I 
Don't. I'm not apologizing. <laughs> Good. You're confident and steadfast <laughs> in your answer. Thank you. <laughs> Number 11. Yes. He's the German one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I believe he's a watchmaker. Yeah, he is. So I gave three French hens because <laughs> both the birds and he are immigrants. And that he was is European. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they both come from the motherland that is Europe. That's a pretty astute observation there, Jer. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, no, I, I mean, my notes were like proud immigrant, thoughtful guy. Um, the cool thing about this guy is that his, his like character doesn't really revolve around, um, him being German necessarily. So like when our school did it, no one could do a British accent. I don't think that I remember, but, uh, my good friend Lara, her mom is from Spain. So we just did a Spanish immigrant and, you know, Mm -hmm. changed a little bit about the show, but it was just cool. Kind of made it our own. Um, he is one of the first, I think, like maybe fourth one to change, fourth or fifth. He's a generous guy, very philosophical and idealistic. You know, I think it's kind of like that, um, you know, portrayal of immigrants in movies and plays back then was like the whole, you know, like things are looking up, things are good, just generally a good guy. And I was between Gemini and Sag, but, you know, Gemini just has too many flaws, and I like this guy, so I gave him a Sagittarius. <laughs> Sages are good people. Shout out to uh, our friend Angela from the theater department also, but, yeah, Sag, final answer. I'm locking it in. Survey says, Sag. <laughs> Last and least, I'm just kidding. Last but not least, number 12. Uh, well, actually, kind of least. He's, he's, I mean, he's not great. Like a, like a goldfish. Um, just kind of not paying attention. Yeah, and, he's uh, dumb. Distracted completely. So <laughs> the one that was left was Eight Maids of Milken. <laughs> because you can't pay attention if you're milking cows. What the fuck? I love it. <laughs> I'm just I'm picturing you writing these notes like just looking back on all of your years of like animal handling. And you're like, what do we got? What do we got? Milking. Okay, what do we do? Let's think about my milking anecdotes. <laughs> um, turn number twelve. He's like an the advertising executive. He's very wishy washy. People are like, Oh, so do you think he's guilty? And he's like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're like, Oh, but do you think he's not guilty? And he's like, Oh, I don't know, maybe, yeah, yeah. Like he's just <laughs> he's so dumb. Um I I took that in a nice way and said he was adaptable. Um, he's indecisive, outgoing, nosy, chatty. Um, so he's the Gemini, you know, and I say that lovingly as a Gemini. Um, he's just annoying. <laughs> <laughs> and I I looked to co-star for some quotes about Gemini's, and I think all of these would fit the bill. It says, uses humor as a crutch, um, could talk to a brick wall, and also uses arguments as flirting. Which, you know, he doesn't necessarily, like, in the movie, but I feel like if we remade this play, we could make him, or arguing as flirting. I'm going to just speak it into existence that when we direct this play, juror number 12 is going to be... The outstanding gay member of the jury. <laughs> yeah. So just think about it. Just think about it. Have it on the back burner. As, as a, a 
As a Gemini, do you think you could play this character? Oh my gosh, I think it would be so fun, but I feel like it'd be hard to get grounded in the like seriousness of this boy's life being at stake when you're like, what's going on, guys? What's what's up? What's going on over there? Oh my god. But it is definitely fun. Well, that brings us to the end Aww. of the recording. That was fun, Jay. I laughed a lot. It was fun. We I didn't even think we talked for as long as we did. Time flies. Time flies when you're when you're talking about a jury with your best bud. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I always say, at least. I have that on a throw pillow, actually. Oh my gosh! Oh yeah, I made you that throw pillow. That's crazy. You did. I think it was for my twenty second birthday. <laughs> let's, let's keep going. We can make this go for a long time. <laughs> we good. <laughs> okay, Abby, thank you so much for joining me today. It was. An absolute blast. I can't wait to edit out all the laughter. Uh, Aw, cute. I love you. Thanks for having me. (laughs) I love you, too. Where can people find you online if you want them to? Oh, I have a Twitter. You guys are welcome to follow me on Twitter. It's Abby Voda. Um, I'm the only one who exists, but it is Abby with an I, A-B-B-I. So, um, yeah, I sometimes post things that I think that could be funny if you're Jay who laughs at all my jokes, but I you do. decide. <laughs> I'm just saying. It's pretty good. <laughs> I'm just saying. Okay, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> if you would like to keep up with Highbrow Theater and what we are doing, you can follow us on Twitter at Highbrow Theater. And we have a Patreon. So if you search Patreon and Highbrow Theater, you will be able to peruse all of the wonderful benefits that may ensue. And uh, thanks again for joining, Abby. Hell yeah. Thank you. Have a great evening, and I will talk to you later. Okay, bye. Bye.